0: And welcome back in, Stripe Show Podcast. Thank you for making us part of your day. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Got a great show for you here on a Monday. Of course, the PGA Tour, it continues to roll the new season now. Don't forget, it's the new season, the 2020-2021 season and uh, the Corrales Cana Resort and Club Championship down in the Dominican Republic. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be looking ahead here at the Fall Series I got a lot to talk about, some interesting topics out there. And I was, you know, sitting there on a Sunday afternoon. Football was happening. And uh, on cue, there are the Atlanta Falcons. Another week, another collapse, epic collapse a week ago against Dallas. And then once again, the collapse to the Bears as they come back and defeat the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth quarter, 30-26. to 26. And then, you know, it rolls on. Here comes the final round of the Corrales. And there's another Bulldog. Hudson Swafford, he's got a four-shot lead. The dude is cruising, much like the Falcons have been for three quarters. And he heads into the par 4, 13th. He makes a double. He follows it up with another bogey, and all of a sudden, we have a tournament. But unlike the Falcons, the big man, the Hudson, he closes the deal. Big birdie on the 17th. Tough par 3. Hit a little 6-iron in there. Made a nice putt. And then the clutch 8-footer on 18 to get the win his second win on the PGA Tour, first since 2017. It's been quite the journey for him, and to help me break it all down, I bring in Ryan Ballingy with thegolfnewsnet.com. How are you doing, Ryan?
1: Good, Travis. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I know you're up in Maryland, uh, mid-70s. It's uh, summer, so I take it you're a Washington football fan?
1: I'm actually a Green Bay Packers fan, oh. I believe
0: Green Bay Packers, they looking good. They're 3-0. and Seahawks are 3-0. This looks like it might be another NFC championship between us.
1: I, w- I would not be complaining if we're talking about that <laughs> come January.
0: What do you think of the big Georgia Bulldog, Hudson Swafford? Here's a guy that's uh, been quite the journey for him. He's played a little bit everywhere, including the Corn Ferry Tour. Had some injuries there to deal with as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, they come off basically at the end of a major medical extension. So he was looking at basically taking a big tumble back in the priority ranking or Getting enough points through his remaining starts to maintain his status. And he does even better than that and, and wins the tournament. It's a full allocation of FedEx Cup points. So he gets 500 FedEx Cup points. And they actually played this when they intended to play, it would have been 300. And he gets a berth into the 2021 Masters out of this. I mean, that's what a fortunate turn of events. But like you said earlier, he was on cruise control. I feel like halfway through the back nine, I mean, for the most of the day, it just seemed like this was going to be a runaway. And then Right on cue, I, I even saw the No Laying Up Boys tweet something about, uh, oh, this thing's pretty much over. And then there was that double. And uh play two holes and three over, make it interesting. That flated 6-iron, even though it looks sky high on 17. Uh, and then the, the putt, I mean, he said he was even more proud of to make the putt because it was a pretty tricky left to right putt. But, I mean, I got to hand it to him to come up and down on 18, knowing that Tyler McCumber is just waiting to come get you in a playoff. Uh, a guy that has dominated on the PGA Tour Canada. Uh, to seal the deal, get a second PGA Tour win, the, the emotional outpour was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was. He had to regroup there a little bit, right? I mean, golf can do that to you. Sport can do that to you. You get that. It's uncomfortable, I think. You know, Hudson probably hasn't been in that situation very much in his career where he's, you know, got a four-shot lead, right? With yeah, seven or eight holes and you've been attacking, attacking, attacking. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm not saying this happened, but take your foot off the throttle a little bit. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get bit by a double bogey and then you make another silly bogey and now you have a tournament. Now you got to start the engine back up, but he was able to do that. Um, So you got to give him a lot of credit for that. You know, you look at his runway, you talked about the major medical, he had to put it together there. You look at him here in in 2020. He finished. Let's see, he got ninth at the Waste Management Corn Fairy Challenge at TPC. He missed the cut. 21st at the Honda. Missed the cut at the Travelers. 30 at Rocket. Missed the cut at uh, Workday. Missed the cut at the th- or 3M Open. 56 at the Safeway. You know, trying to handicap golfers um, this time of year, putting DraftKings lineups together. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it might be damn
1: near impossible. I mean, we do modeling every week and you know, for most of the, the resumption of the season, pretty easy to be honest with you. I mean, if the golfer was probably in the top 10, at least top 15 was going to win. The only outlier was Michael Thompson, the 3M. And then this week we, we decided to make a little change to our model because I, I wanted to kind of fine tune it a little bit more, try to compare field strength performance against a certain type of field versus players performing against a similar type of field. And we changed it this week. And, and even still. Hudson Swafford wasn't even in the top fifty golfers that we, <laughs> we ranked. And because he's just been so inconsistent and played, you know, poorly on the major medical. And sometimes maybe that makes you do crazy things. I mean, look at the winners so far. We've played three events, obviously take Bryson out, but you got Stuart Sink, who hasn't won in a decade, and you've got Hudson Swafford who is teetering on going back in status. So like you said, it's, it's pretty impossible to handicap some of these tournaments.
0: Like you can't go into previous play and trends coming in and predict a Stewart sink at the Safeway. You know, now you've got, uh, you've got a, a Hudson Swafford here, uh, down at the Dominican who knows what's going to happen next week in Mississippi. One of the guys though, that has been trending. And I want to ask you the Canadian McKenzie Hughes, and he's been playing some very good golf. This is not a guy that is going to be overpowering the golf course. Um, He does it a little bit more with the short game, which is, I don't want to say unusual, but it's unusual to some degree in the modern game. Um, You know, we're used to seeing the bombers, the guys that are clipping you at stroke gain approach. Kenzie Hughes doesn't do that. I mean, he's, he's going to kind of scrape it up there to some degree, and then he's going to go to work with his short game and particularly his putting. You look at his run here, Heading into this, uh, he was second at the Honda, third at the Travelers, sixth at Memorial, 13 at Northern Trust, 10th at the BMW, and 14th at the Tour Championship. This is the guy that finished 14th in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, he missed a cut at the U.S. Open, but comes back here another good week, third down at the Dominican. Mackenzie Hughes has been playing some very good golf here in 2020.
1: I think his putt the what six footer at uh, Olympia fields to get into the tour championship. I, I feel like that's one of the, like the moments of the resumption because it, we've watched so much good golf, but kind of unemotional golf for a lot of the weeks, because the, the top players have been winning, they're used to winning, but for Mackenzie Hughes to get to the tour championship guarantees him three major starts in the next season. It guarantees him a schedule that he wants. And I think it is a payoff for a lot of good golf that he's been playing the the win that he had a couple of years ago at Sea Island, just out of nowhere where there was a four man playoff, I think. And that was completely unexpected. And he took a huge dive after that. I I think maybe went one too soon. And couldn't handle the expectation, but he is a really good player when he puts it all together. Not like a ball striker like Webb Simpson, but in terms of that length and that short game, about the same kind of guy. But some of the stuff that he's he's done, especially in adverse conditions, not easy to play golf courses. I know the winning score at Corrales was minus 18, but still, it wasn't easy scoring, particularly on the weekend and McKenzie played great golf. I mean, he's he seems like a guy on the come like he's he's starting to kind of step into his own and figure out he he actually can play on this tour.
0: Yeah, kind of a late bloomer to some degree. And both these guys, Hudson, his last one 2017 American Express, McKenzie Hughes, you you referenced Sea Island, that was the RSM Classic back in 2017. So McKenzie certainly showing more forms, the better year than Hudson. But now Hudson gets the win and propels him forward. But uh, both these guys will be interesting to see here. More of them in the fall series. I want to look ahead here now. We're going to go to the Masters here. and I'm going to get you thinking down the road. I'm going to get you excited here. We're going to be handing a green jacket out in the 1st of November. What's going to be the bigger story here? Is it going to be the 2019 champion Tiger Woods? Or is it going to be Bryson DeChambeau, the 2020 U.S. Open champion? Tiger or Bryson coming out of the Masters? Bigger story.
1: I think it's going to be Bryson. I mean, and this is recency bias, but just the way that he's going to try to play Augusta National is going to be fascinating to watch. Some of the angles he's going to try to take, uh, trying to hit a 370, 380-yard bomb one-two. I mean, he could drive three with probably a four iron if he drills it right. You know, three would at least it's 13. He's going to try to play into 14 to come into to 13. If his game plan works like it did at Wingfoot, he's going to make a mockery of Augusta National if he can putt. And that's that's kind of the big question mark about him is, yeah, I mean, he can drive the ball and that's incredible. But if his wedge play and his short iron play and his chipping and putting don't hold up like they did at Wingfoot where he was flawless. He's not going to be able to dominate the golf course in the way that he's probably imagining in his head. Yeah, you know, Tiger is just such an unknown right now because he doesn't play. I mean, he just does. He just shows up here and there and plays like a guy who doesn't play much and then goes home. And I don't know what's going to convince him to play a more robust schedule, but I mean, he's tried to play it pretty cautious with the pandemic he's tried to play pretty cautious with his back. And, you know, we're going to see him one time between now and the masters, which is Sherwood, which a place he loves one at five times with his world challenge event when it was there, but it's different for a PGA tour event. I'm sure a little bit different at least. So we get one start out of him, and then expect him to be, you know, represent himself well in defending a, an unlikely master's title. I a, the statistics say it's got to be Bryson. Even if my heart wants to say it's tiger.
0: I probably agree with you on that one. You know, I got to be honest. I I didn't see Bryson kind of finding his touch at Wingfoot Going into that tournament, his approach game really scared the daylights out of me. I, I didn't feel like he was hitting his irons well. He was in the strokes game negative in approach five out of the last six weeks coming in. Uh, his his putting has been very much up and down. His short game, his touch, not great. And all of a sudden, he goes to the U.S. Open and he... He gained 17.9 tee-to-green strokes, I and mean, that's a huge number. Strokes can approach seven and a half. Strokes can around the green, five. Strokes can putting, 4.5. I and mean, That's domination, and um, and he wins by six. I, I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be fascinating to watch him navigate Augusta National and where he's going to take it. All right, so I agree with you there. Bryson over Tiger. I wish Tiger played more. I, he looks like a 43-year-old with back problems. With touch and nerves that are, you know, slowly eroding. I mean, he he looks like that, and hopefully, he can catch fire again and get back into contention. Bigger story coming out of the Masters: Rory completes the Grand Slam, or DJ gets his first green jacket.
1: I think it's more likely DJ. Uh, I mean, I saw some things that were encouraging from Rory at the Tour Championship and encouraging at the U.S. Open. But first of all, of course, Augusta National seems to have his number. Every time he seems to get close it swats him down to the final round. Maybe not as dramatically in 2011, but it swats him down. And DJ just seems to quietly have figured out how to play Augusta National in a way that works for him. Uh, I mean, he was part of it last time. I thought that, you know, were it not for Brooks's sustained and continued injuries, that would have been my, my pick for this year because he's gotten better in every Masters start. But DJ keeps getting better at playing Augusta National, and I feel like he's he's the best player out of the pandemic so far. He might not have racked up a major, but he contended in both, you know, till the end basically, and played some great golf in pretty much every fast of the game, except for three rounds, bizarrely enough in the middle of the summer with 80, 80, 78 WD. Other than than those 54 (laughs) holes, he looked like an incredible golfer. So I I think it's going to be DJ over Rory.
0: Yeah, I'm on the fence with this one. I really am. You know, my heart tells me, but my my mind in these trends and the way dj playing is certainly telling me dj he was second there last year and in just incredible golf i mean count it three wins you could say two but tour championship is counted as one for him three wins in his last What is it? Eight starts? Yeah. Eight starts. We're seeing some incredible golf from Dustin Johnson. That's going to be interesting to watch. I think Rory's missing the fans as I believe Tiger is that momentum. I think we've hit that point now. It's like, it was great to get golf back. And now it's like, okay, can we get 5,000 people out there? You know, we've seen 17, 20,000 in football stadiums. Can we, can we get, you know, 10, 20, maybe just spread them out. A few claps here and there. Um, It feels like we're at that point now. And, and of course Rory had a lot going on with the birth of his child, but that energy, these guys, these big players, Tiger and Rory, man, they, they, they gotta be missing that. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. They seem more emotionally attached to it than than maybe DJ. I mean, I think DJ appreciates the crowds and like showing off, but I half the time, I think he doesn't even really notice. I mean, that's great for them. And that makes him a consummate professional golfer where he can forget the flaws and forget the failures and and just rebound and I mean that's why three awful rounds in a row didn't ruin his summer made him even better. So I I mean I hope that we can get back to having some fans soon but we know we're not going to have them at Augusta so if you're going to ask for somebody to respond at a masters where there's no roars and you don't know what's going on I'm going to pick DJ.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move to Sanderson Farms Country Club of Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. The defending champion Sebastian Muñoz More likely to win the Sanderson Farms this week, Cameron Davis or Scotty Scheffler? He's back post COVID.
1: Cameron Davis has been playing some really good golf lately and he models out really well every week. And it's a bias thing, maybe, but he's just not typically on my radar. And it kept popping up in the model, kept playing well. Like, all right, well, I pay attention to this guy, but. I love me some Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he's a 37-year-old man and a 24-year-old's body or or maybe a 24-year-old and a 37-year-old's <laughs> body. Good. I'm not sure. But he's just put together such a great restart. And it, it feels like he's found his place. Like He realizes he is, in fact, a top 30 player in the world. I love his chances this week. I mean, he's given a good effort in this tournament in the past. I just feel like he's ready to take that next step and get a trophy to raise on Sunday. So I like his chances a little bit more than Cameron's.
0: Yeah, his game is, has transferred nicely, hasn't it, to the pro game? Yeah. He's had himself quite the season. I mean, what a beautiful run of golf. I felt bad for him, obviously, at the, the U.S. Open, not being able to play. Fifteenth, yeah. uh, He was 22nd at Memorial, 15th at St. Jude, 4th at the PGA, 4th at Northern Trust, 20th at BMW, 5th at the Tour Championship. I mean, that's some impressive golf right there. He is more the modern-day player, right? Yes. You know, he can He can bust it out there. Um, He's going to chew you up tee to green in strokes. And then if he does enough with the putter, which he, for the most part, has been, uh, you know, although, you know, you look at him at the PGA, he gained five strokes. And then the other tournaments around that, most of them, he actually lost a stroke or two in putting. That's how good his ball striking is. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of Scotty Schelfer. I am a fan of Cameron Davis. I've been watching him all year. I picked him in in an eliminator pool where you can pick one every week, a couple of weeks back. And my partner was like, who's that? I was like Cameron Davis. (laughs) 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 I I, I said, just put him in there. And I don't know, he finished 30th or something, but I think we got to keep our eyes on both of these guys and uh, certainly two guys to watch out for in Mississippi. Here's another one for you. Ready for this? Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the stripe show. Pie. More likely to win the Sanderson farm. Defending champ, Sebastian Munoz or the 2021 Safeway Open Champion, 47 year old Stuart Sink.
1: I feel like I should say Sebastian Munoz. Not the best form. But then again, what was Stuart Sink doing a couple of weeks ago? It goes back to the unpredictability of the fall series and the, and that part of the schedule. Stuart sink has got like a get out of jail free card for the next two and a half years until he goes to the PGA tour champions and probably lights it up. Yep. So he can just do what he wants. I mean, he's, he's gotten the majors. That's fine. He's going to get, he basically lock himself up a tour championship spot with like one more good finish. Oh, man, I, I think it's sink. I mean, I just think he's freed up. <laughs> he, he's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Why, why not him again?
0: Yeah. I think I'm with you on this one. Uh, Munoz 59th at the U S open. Didn't hit the ball good at all. Was eighth at the tour championship, eighth at the BMW. He had a nice playoff, right? You know, he yeah. he made a nice run there and uh, and made some cash. Yeah, I think you could flip a coin on this one, but I, I'm gonna go with Stuart Sink as well. Anybody let me ask you this. Anybody else on your radar that you're looking at that maybe we're not thinking of?
1: Not really, because we don't have the benefit of the the Corn Fairy Tour and the Corn Fairy Tour Finals this year, which is kind of disappointing. I mean, that's kind of always been the draw for the fall for me. Is what guys are coming off the Corn Fairy Tour and will transition really well from trying to shoot twenty five under every week to sixteen under being really good. And I mean, Will Zalatoris has obviously figured that out. I'm I'm very interested in watching him until he f- runs out of gas. Because he yes. I mean, played so great under, a lot I mean, a lot of people in the know in golf either put some money on Will's Zalatour's at the U.S. Open or they'll put him in a DFS lineup. And I'm sure he had to know that. And He still played great. And then the Sunday that he authored in the Dominican Republic, again, knowing that his run could come to an end on the PGA Tour if he doesn't top 10, plays himself into the top 10, gets in this week. So uh, and he said he was out of gas, but figured he needed to do something on Sunday to make it happen. He did it. I mean, he's my ride or die for the fall. If he keeps playing, I'll keep watching because he's just fun to watch. I think he's just an absolute. I mean, he's in the top 75 in the world and he plays the Corn Fairy Tour. That doesn't happen that often.
0: Right. And I think Davis Riley's playing this week too, isn't he?
1: I believe that he is. Yeah, he's played great this year. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see Taylor Pendrith a little bit more and Jared Wolf. Pendrith has been amazing on the Corn Fairy Tour. I mean, I feel like he has like four or five metal stand finishes. Doesn't want a thing. Been on the, you know, in contention basically every week. So hopefully those guys get a little, little run here with their finishes in the, in the regular season of the, the mega season of the Corn Ferry Tour.
0: Right. Yeah. Those are a few names there. Jared Wolf, so happy for him. He lives here in Ponte Vedra. I've known him for many years um, out there grinding. I mean, you want to talk about just, bit of a late bloomer and just kind of starting to figure it out here. The last yeah. couple of years, two wins now. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him here on the Stripe Show podcast, probably uh, this week as he makes his way back to Florida. All right. Time for a little true or false. Let's have some fun here as we project ahead. Yeah. Number one in the 2021 season, Tony Fina wins his second PGA Tour event.
1: Man, it's so hard to bet on Tony Fina. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's a lot of pain in this statement. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say true because he just puts himself in position so often, even if he falls backwards into it, eventually he's going to win again. I feel like that's sooner than later. He's streaky. He goes through these runs where you, you can't miss the top 10 if he tried. And then he kind of throws up a bunch of T40s and T50s and 60s. But I feel like he's on a run right now where maybe he could clip off one of these limited field events here in the next couple of weeks you know, in Vegas or Sherwood, probably more Vegas than Sherwood at, at Shadow Creek. But I think that's a true statement.
0: Okay. There he is on the record. Tony Finau gets his second win in this upcoming season. Number two, Dustin Johnson keeps the number one world ranking longer than anyone else in this 2021 season.
1: Hmm. I'm going to say true only because if he holds on through the Masters, That's kind of a big if, but if he holds on through the masters, then he's going to have the benefit of like a bonus two months because December's off. And then January, not a lot of play February, not a lot of play, but he likes those events. He likes Kapaloo, He likes pebble. So then we're getting to the Florida swing. So I'll say true.
0: Okay. Yeah. I tend to agree with you there. Although I think Rory's coming. Now, you know, Rory's got a clean slate, right? Next chapter of his life. Yeah. Just got to get motivated and off he goes. It was no different than DJ. DJ got motivated. You know, Brooks maybe helped him a little bit. I'll tell you, peak DJ and peak Rory, we we know what they can do. And we've been seeing it out of Dustin. Now it's Rory's turn. I think we'll see it. All right. Next question. True or false in the 2021 season, Tiger wins number
1: 83. I still want to say true, but I don't. I have not seen from him something that suggests he's healthy enough or, frankly, interested enough in winning 83. Not that, you know, he's not interested, but he showed up to tournament this resumption where it just seems like he's just kind of going like he's there to be there because he's he could win 83. He could win 16. You know, it, it could happen, but it doesn't seem like the form is there to do it. And and like you alluded to earlier, he looks at he's looked his age yeah much more this year than any point to come back and he looks so jittery with the putter I mean I don't know what his current number was number last season ended up being on SGP but it had to have been in the 150s oh yeah I mean he was just atrocious with the putter and it used to be the guy that cleaned up every seven footer bang right in the middle like he was gonna miss it four feet long and now he kind of scoots him in there just kind of hopes they skirt in there with enough roll to get over the front lip, it's just, it's hard to watch, but I'm going to say false, but uh, I'm hoping for true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we all are. And, uh, boy, he just didn't look good at Payne's Valley either. You know, I mean, he just yeah. didn't look like he was moving well, you know, he's hitting this little bunt fade out there, 25 yards behind JT and Rory. It's just, I'm with you. I don't expect much here uh, from Tiger. All right, next one. Xander Shoffley. He's going to win a major championship in 2021. True or false?
1: I'm going to say true. I am, I'm on, soundly on the Xander as a major bounty hunter train. I mean, he, he's just played so well in the U.S. Open. I think has figured out Augusta National pretty well. I, I don't think that he's really an Open championship guy, but he's certainly a PGA championship guy. I mean, he's got three majors He he really should like to play. So I think he will get one. I think it's coming. especially with six cracks at it in a season, technically, hopefully he picks up one of the six.
0: Yeah. Tenth at the PGA, fifth at the U.S. Open. You go back to the Masters last year and he was second. So
1: yeah. He's basically 50-50 in his career to be in the top 10 in a major. That's just incredible. It
0: is. It is. Yeah. I'll go with you on that. I think Xander's ready. He's ready right there. He feels a click ahead of Daniel Berger, you know, from that standpoint, you know, he feels like he's right there little better play down the stretch, perhaps, and then, you know, get a bounce that would go his way or two. Here's the next one. think about this one. 2021, true or false? Bryson hits it longer than he did in the previous year off the tee.
1: That's a good question. I mean, I guess it depends on what happens with a 48-inch driver, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, If he finds the shaft that works for him, I mean, if he pulls a Brooke Henderson and starts hitting 48-inch drivers everywhere uh, and hits them straight, then yeah, I think he'll be longer. Yeah. I think he will be. I think the big fallacy about what he did at the U.S. Open wasn't that he was, we talked about it earlier, was his short game putting and wedge play was incredible from pretty much every spot on the golf course. He was as long as everybody else, but I mean, he wasn't the longest guy. I mean, I know they measured two holes, but there were, I mean, you know, Matt Wolf, DJ, I mean, other guys were out there banging it, 370. I mean, DJ had one that was 411 on Sunday at the U.S. Open. So it's not the magic. I mean, the the length sets up everything for, for Bryson. So that's what he's trying to get to. So I think he's going to be longer, but for him to be successful, as we talked about, he's just got to get those wedges dialed in and and putt tough greens pretty well. I
0: think it's a good answer. I like that. That's the, the I think the kicker there, the asterisk, is the length of the driver that he's starting to test. But I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes it ahead here a little bit more. Again, November is going to be fascinating to watch him play Augusta National. Next question. 2021 true or false Ricky Fowler becomes relevant again on the golf course
1: again I want it to be true I really do I I mean I hope the changes that he has made in his swing really click well Uh, it seems like they do at times but then others it just looks lost and that's what he's really got to fix is that tee to green game he's got a world-class short game no matter what but that, I mean, that's speed territory there. If you can't get off the tee and you can't gain strokes on the approach, you put a lot of pressure in your wedge and short game and putting, and it's just not going to hold up. So I, I guess it depends on how well those swing changes click in eventually. And, you know, it's about a, what, a year, year and a half to really start to get there. So probably some point later this year, later in the 21 season, hopefully in time for, you know, maybe the the last couple of majors of the six we're going to play that he'll he'll be relevant again. I think so.
0: Yeah, it feels a little bit like Spieth. The changes, right? I think speeth went more for distance, and now yep. Fowler, I think, is doing it a little more for his back. Honestly, and yeah. and the way that he's changed his swing here with John Tillery, who I've talked to about these changes and wholesale changes. I mean, these are not simple changes. But I think in, in as a result of going through this full swing rebuild, right, or Jordan trying to add distance, they, the short game has been hit, too. The putting for yeah. Ricky hasn't been quite the same. We saw it with speeth, The putting went away. And then he got that back. But then, you know, the swing is still not there. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting with Ricky. You know, if he can get this thing back, this has not been a good year for him at all. 49th at the U.S. Open. He lost strokes putting um, at, yeah, at the U S open. And it's just, you know, it's not Ricky like, you know, with the flat stick, we know it's, we've seen it, but can he I don't know, piece it all back together. Right. Like we're waiting for Jordan Spieth, which leads me to my next question. 2021 true or false. Jordan Spieth hires a new coach.
1: It feels like we're getting close to the point where you've got to make that choice. If you're Spieth, right. Um, I mean, he's been going down this path of trying to make the way that he plays work for three years now almost four years now because I mean he other than the open championship win in 17 wasn't even playing that well uh, before that so I mean we're looking at four years worth of mediocre golf at best and there are times when he puts it all together and then he gets to the weekend and pet you know, gets petrified and plays poorly that doesn't even seem to be the case anymore it's not like it speed throws up two good rounds Thursday Friday and then has a poor weekend he doesn't even get that far he's missing cuts left and right so I know he put on a brave face, the U.S. Open. I appreciate what he said, but, you know, having the confidence that he can go out there and play his game and put something together. But the results are just laughing in his face. At a certain point, he's got to go to, to Cam McCormick and say, look, I, I got to try something else. I, I got to try something extreme or I'm going to be a marginal best golfer for the rest of my career. And he's got status in three of the four majors to play the rest of his life. So, uh, well, two of them, you know, the U.S. Open, he's got an exemption until the middle of the decade. Something's got to change. Yeah. And I don't know if that's with Greller. I don't I don't think it's Greller's fault at all. But is it with Greller? Is it with McCormick? Is it with everybody? Do you just blow the whole thing up and start over? But he seems like such a loyal guy to the people that got him where he is that it's going to be really hard for him to make that painful decision
0: yeah clearly it's been hard i mean you just look at the last five events 71st at the pga 72nd at Wyndham, missed the cut at the northern trust missed the cut at safeway missed the cut at the u.s open i mean you know it just he lost strokes in every statistical category at the u.s open lost strokes in every statistical category at safeway with the exception of around the green where he gained 1.8 it's uh it's tough to watch it feels a bit like insanity and he's kind of in his own way, but it just feels like something's got to change. You just take the names out of it. You look at the way things have been going for two and a half years and it's not getting any better. All right. Last question. 2021, true or false, Will Zalatoris makes it to Eastlake in the top 30 FedEx Cup?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> he's got some
0: work to do. I get that,
1: you know. Yeah, but I mean, and. I mean, oh man, uh, he's got to win, right? Um, because he, he would get all of his member points at that point. Um, I think he can win one. I do too. I mean, I think Sean Martin tweeted this, so I don't want to steal his statistic, but I feel I think he said something like, "Will's Zalatouris has played 18 tournaments this year and has averaged an 11th place finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's
1: insane. It is. That's just ridiculous. And then to get these opportunities to play on the PGA Tour thanks to a, a unique U S open and then getting into the Dominican because of that. And he's taking full advantage. I mean, he's obviously figured out how to close it's different closing on the PGA tour versus the corn Ferry tour, but you still get to win a tournament. I think he can do it. Mm-hmm. And if he does that, I think the, the sky's the limit for the guy, because if he wins, he's in the top 50 and he gets in everything. And all of a sudden East Lake gets a whole lot easier.
0: I, I was thinking about this question. It's kind of wild to think about, isn't it? Really? Like he's got to win one. But by golly, I think, I mean, I think he can do it. I, I think he, I think he can do it. I think he obviously has the game to do it. The guy crushes it off the tee. Yeah. Uh, three fifteen off the tee. He is laser-like iron player. Um, You know, he's a little, he can be a little clunky at times with the putter. But, I mean, I say clunky, PGA Tour, you know, clunky, which isn't right. that clunky. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, he he's the modern day player, man. I mean, he can crush it. He is... Uh, Fabulous iron player. I've been talking to a lot of guys out there on the Corn Ferry Tour, and like this guy can really, really go. So it's going to be interesting. I, I like Will. um I think as he gets comfortable and he, and he he can just kind of keep doing what he's doing. I'm sure things are happening very quickly right now for him. I talked to him last week on the podcast. It was Just a great conversation. And he was pumped about the U.S. Open, but at the same time, you know, you talk to these guys, and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the 76th ranked player in the world, and. You know, I plan on going down there and making some things, you know, basically making some stuff happen here. You know, like he's, they're not scared. They're not scared. They're just, they're ready to go. He's give me my driver. Here we go. You know, so I would not be surprised to see him win. I think he's going to be one of the next young real stars on the PGA tour, as we've seen now over the last couple of years, the Colin Morikawa's, the Matthew Wolf's, you know, these guys are really starting to uh, come to fruition. Victor Hovland, scotty scheffler we talked about so golf's in a good spot we got a nice young group coming in and then we've got tiger right trying to on the other end of the spectrum trying to get to 83 to be the all-time winner number 16 major it's all gonna be fun to watch i appreciate your time ryan go check him out it's uh, the golfnewsnet.com he's a great follow on twitter as well at ryan Ballengee. go give him a follow ryan thank you so much for joining the stripe show podcast we'll do it again soon